City of Heroes podcast, episode 15. Welcome to the City of Heroes podcast, a resource for the casual heroes gamer. Your hosts, Chooch and Viv, are here to explain basic and advanced features of COH, as well as give tips and answer your questions about this great MMO. Episode 15 of the City of Heroes podcast. Hey, everybody. I'm Chooch. And I'm Viv. And welcome any new heroes. Yes, it seems we have some new listeners. (laughs) Hi, everybody. We noticed that uh, Ex Libris was kind enough to... Out us. (laughs) ...give us some linkage on the official forums. Yeah. And and it actually, when we first started, there was a, a posting, a thread from... What was his name? Demo Dand, I think. And so he had mentioned that he had found it and listened to it and liked it. Yeah. But having the weight of a red name. Yes. Was awesome. Many, many page views. (laughs) (laughs) So hi, everybody. And please bear with us right now. We actually recorded this episode on February 26th. Yes. But we have had some technical difficulties here at COH (laughs) Podcast Studios because we are moving our studio from one place in our house to another. And we're literally in pieces right now. We wanted to put in a new quick intro to say welcome to all the new listeners since uh, right when we were about done recording, uh, that's when the link went up, and then we had this explosion of visits. Right. And, uh, and so, yeah. Yeah, and chaos in the studio, which caused us to delay posting this episode. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, we're sorry, but we should have another episode out for you in a couple of days, hopefully, because yeah. we already know what we're going to talk about next. Yeah. We'll have everything put back together and rolling. Better sound quality, hopefully. And... We've got a couple news things and some commentage. <laughs> nice word, word usage. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's a bit of news. So um, let's see. There was a blaster damage bug that I didn't know about. And had I known about it, I would have gone PvP, my friends. Really? Um Yeah. So they and they came out with some with a patch note today. For the live game and for the test server, mm-hmm. um, the blaster attacks had um, the blaster attacks, primary and secondary, with multiple damage types, were inadvertently doing too much damage, up to fifty percent more. Ooh! In PvP, after the irresistible damage change, this has been corrected. <laughs> Power sets affected by the blaster fix include archery, energy blast, fire blast, ice blast, sonic attack, electricity manipulation, energy manipulation, fire manipulation, and ice manipulation. Wow. And then they fixed a rare crash bug that prevented some characters from logging on, Ooh. which stinks on ice. Yeah. And then COV City Zone the Abyss, they fixed a hole in the zone that allowed players to get under the game world. Oh. Which if I remember correctly, that was an exploit that they found in the uh, hive also the, with yeah, the hammy. People were defeated hammy like from, single-handedly. Yeah, from <laughs> under a hole under him. Um, and then they um, also fixed the wedding veil, fixed an issue with the wedding veil. Uh, previously, it was two-tone, matching one color to the color of the character's hair, and it was opaque. It is now monocolored, translucent, and not linked to the character's hair color. Which, I don't know, because I still haven't bought the wedding pack. Now, someone... There was this... You know I love the funny posts, right? <laughs> yes. So, there was a funny post. Someone was talking on the 18th about the blaster damage bug, 
And someone posted, being that Castle knows it and he knows how to fix it, I ponder why it's taking so long. So Castle's reply, (laughs) (laughs) perhaps it was fixed internally last week. Said fix would then need to wait until such time as something called a, quote, build was made. A build includes numerous things since it accumulates all changes made since the last build. Said build would then need to go to Q&A where it can be tested to ensure it doesn't erase everyone's characters or cause the service to do backflips. (laughs) Said build would then need to be promoted to the training room in most cases for testing by our dedicated fans. Then it would go live. Perhaps since, you know, it could fail at any of the above points. And then in parentheses, I have a bad case of the Mondays. I apologize for my snarkiness. (laughs) I think he's funny. And then on the 19th, Posse had a lengthy post on the forums. In response to all of the 9 million thread posts, um, threads and posts about the task force strike force changes. Uh So he says, I'm going to read it because I think it explains a lot. Okay. He says, okay, I have been watching the boards and a lot of people are confused as to why we changed the spawn behavior in task and strike forces to work for a minimum team size. COH was never designed to have a, quote, raid in the original game. However, we saw a desire for a group of friends to get together and do some hard, lengthy content for good rewards. This is how task forces were born. They are the, quote, casual raid, something you can plan with your buddies that you are going to do on a certain day and for a certain amount of time, but you don't need 30 or 60 people to pull it off. That said, TFs and SFs have grown into their own. They are no longer the casual raid, but are run by pickup groups and nearly every character wants to get them done during their career. Personally, I have no problem with the difference between how they were designed and how they are actually being played. Where the problem comes in is where players are using their spawning system to reduce the challenge to trivial levels. When you load a map, it places spawns on the map appropriate to your team size. If you have a team of eight, you will get huge spawns. If you have a team of one, you will get a couple minions and the occasional lieutenant. Some of the, quote, back end spawns may not be spawned as soon as the map is loaded. It's a proximity thing. As you move through the map, more and more spawns are loaded. If you ever wondered what the, quote, trigger for a cutscene was, it was simply, quote, that is when that spawn was created. Now, TFs and SFs were made for the casual group of friends. This means that the group could persist over several game sessions. To do this, we made it so that when you logged off or lost connection, you didn't drop out of the group. Coming back into the game, you would find that your character was still on the TF. This way, you could run a TF, quote, every Friday night from 8 to 9, and if all participants agreed, you could progress the TF a little bit every week, which we've done, actually, Mm -hmm. you and I and other friends. Now, when you combine the spawn size system with the, quote, you don't drop from team on logout system, you have a system that is ripe for abuse. Players can start a TF with a team of 8, or whatever the minimum number is for that TF, and right before entering every map, have all but one player log off. This single player can then stealth through the map or simply run through it at super speed or high damage mitigating AT. And when all the spawns have triggered for a team size of one, tell everyone else they can log in now. Suddenly the team of X is blowing through their map and its tiny spawns, getting the badge and task force reward at the end. Is this fair to those players who play the TF without using this trick? Those that have paid in time and debt fighting through the larger size spawns. I don't think so either. Or I didn't think so either. So we went back to the drawing board. We didn't want to change how TFs worked intrinsically, but we did want to have a challenge remain. So we looked at minimum team size to start. Since you needed that many players to, quote, commit to starting the TF in the first place, this was an excellent point at which to set the minimum spawn size in the TF maps. So if you ran a TF with a minimum team size of five and you had eight players, you would find that when all the players were online, you would get eight person spawns. When one dropped out, it would fall to seven. Another would go to six. But if the team size dropped below five, it would still spawn as if five people were on the map. Now that said, there are probably some eight-person TFs that do not need to be spawning for eight people all the time. The Shadow Shard comes to mind, and those will get looked at in a reduction of how many players it takes to start, and therefore how small the spawns will be at a minimum. I hope this better explains why the change was made. Positron. That seems to be what the explanation was before. Right. Just put 
more lengthily and succinctly and with his weight behind it. And the rationalization, (laughs) the explanation of it. Which, you know, I guess that comes into our naivete about the game because, you know, even though we had a few positron task forces or the synapse where Mm -hmm. we had so many people drop that we were pathetic against the clockwork king, you know, where we had, we hit the wall, you know, and we really struggled to complete those TFs and in some cases abandon them. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I would have used that kind of an exploit we had put so many hours in, I guess it's possible that we would have, because we were so frustrated when we couldn't complete them and yeah. had to quit them. But I still can't imagine doing that. I mean, I don't know. Mm. I, you know, and I know that there's different kinds of players, and right. some people are just trying to get all the badges on all their characters, and that's what their enjoyment is. But, you know, so that's that's his rationale. And he posted that on the 19th, and there were 9,000 posts in reply to that. Now, today... Now testing in the training room, February 26th. Mm-hmm. Um, now, again, this is on the training room. This is not live. Okay. The si- This is for task force, strike force, and trial missions. This is different than what is on the live server that Posi just explained. For the test server patch today, the size of spawns in task force and strike force missions will always be based on the number of players in a strike force or task force regardless of whether they are logged on or not. Ah, interesting. Spawns for task forces and strike forces no longer have a minimum size that they will not scale below. Eight-person task force example. Eight players begin an an eight-player task force, and then seven people log off. The spawns in the task force will still scale to the eight players attached to the task force, regardless of whether they are logged in or not. Mm Mm-hmm. If instead of logging off, six of the players quit the eight-person task force, then the spawns will scale down to the remaining two players on the task force. Hmm. So this is what they're testing. And I'm I'm glad to see that they are being responsive to the players because clearly this has caused an uproar. Right. I mean, people are pissed about it. And so I appreciate that they're, you know, really looking into this. I agree with a lot of the concerns of, well, what if the person, you know, goes, there's some concerns about people that are farming for the task force badges and they get the, you know, the group of people together Mm -hmm. and then someone has hubby aggro or wife aggro and they have to go AFK for a little while, then they're going to get kicked off the TF, even if they're at the last mission, because people don't want to deal with that extra spawn. Mm -hmm. So I think in some cases you're going to see people get snarkier and, People are worried about people griefing it, meaning, you know, oh, you know, I'm on, I'm going to quit now so you guys can have sm- smaller spawns. I have to go, but then not quit it. So, and, yeah, yeah. And so everybody has higher bad guys and, and makes it more no difficult to play. There's no way to kick them because they're logged out. Right. So, and that's something that people are asking for now with this change is show the list of people that are on it. And I haven't looked to see what Mm. that gives you, what you see, if there's the window changes to show how many people are attached to it, or if you just have to say, well, we don't know how many are attached because the people that aren't online aren't online to see if they're still active on the TF. I don't, there's not that much feedback on it yet as far as informational, because it just went live today. And most of the comments were, emotional not factual you know what i mean okay this is what it's doing now that would still allow people to solo a task force if you get people to agree to join and then and then quit right or you kick them completely quit Hmm. yeah it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out but kudos to them for listening to their player base and then of course lighthouse posts the reminder changes on test may be altered or reverted before going live we want to remind everyone that changes to the game presented for testing on the training room environment are for testing only there is no guarantee that anything seen on the training room will make it to the live servers thank you for your constructive feedback regarding the latest proposed changes mm-hmm. so you know the the new the posi thing is live on the live server the new thing about people being offline and still attached to the task force causing larger triggers or larger spawns, that's only on the training room and it doesn't isn't necessarily going to go live as it is or at all. Right. And then um, someone else made the comment, seriously, why do TF recipe drop 
recipes drop more than others if I get another glimpse of the abyss. Dot, dot, dot. He's just <laughs> through with those. And then Posse replied and said, all Pool C recipes have the same weighting in the table. They should all drop equally over time. And then the funny thing to me was that people were arguing that point in that thread. <laughs> and I showed it to you. I said, oh, snap, look what Posse right. did. Because after people con didn't take that answer that he gave, he posted the table and showed that everything was weighted to one, so everything would drop the same. He actually copied it out of the source he code did. base, or out, of the, like... out of the database table, and pasted it into the forum. I know. It was like, oh, <laughs> it's just like... squeeta. <laughs> Snap. <laughs> the smackdown from Posse. Okay, here's the fact. <laughs> so I thought that was really cool. And there's a lot of talk. Most of the talk that I'm seeing, of course, the costume thread always has a million and one posts <laughs> and the weapon customization always has mm -hmm. a million and one posts and you know, back alley brawler and castle crack me up, but there wasn't really any other news besides that. And I knew that <laughs> you had something that you wanted to cover and that we have comments. Yeah. Well, as we had reported previously, NCSoft had actually purchased all of the intellectual property from cryptic studios yeah. for city of heroes. Mm. So they own it outright. They actually, you know, moved uh, all the cryptic, or not all, but many of the cryptic developers moved into their new gaming company. Right. And so, you know, that kind of left cryptic on their own to, you know, develop new titles. Right. And they had a deal with Microsoft to do the Marvel Universe online. Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot of speculation that maybe that was part of the agreement that they had to get rid of City of Heroes. So they had to sell it. Uh, maybe, you know. They didn't want them to have own two competing products, something like that. And then Marvel dropped out. Microsoft dropped out. I guess Microsoft determined that, you know, they didn't see it, that it was going to be a feasible competitor. And mm. it was going to be like an Xbox 360. Right. That was my plus understanding. PC. Mm. And they decided it wasn't going to work. Mm. And now Cryptic purchased the intellectual property of the Champions, mm -hmm. which is actually a pen and paper role-playing that I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with. And they're turning that into an MMO, yeah. presumably using the same in engine they did. Mm -hmm. And I especially say presumably using the same engine because they already have a movie up <laughs> that yeah. shows some of the gameplay. The trailer. And I'm sure, you know, it's very early, early, early. Yeah. The graphics aren't going to be like that. But, I mean, they already have the physics engine. They already have powers going off, you know, particle effects, all this fancy stuff. Yeah. And so I wanted to talk about that a little bit. So we looked at the movie and yeah. we looked at the specs. I looked at the movie. You looked at the specs. The specs are dry <laughs> for me, but you continue, my love. And from the movie, um, it looked pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, the the graphics are different than the style in City Heroes. It's mm -hmm. much more comic booky. Right. It's I totally much agree. more 2D where the actual background sceneries mm -hmm. have the really heavy outlines right. and look really 2D-ish. Yeah. But the characters are 3D and the powers More are 3D. Defined. And it, that could just be a matter of refinement, too. Yeah. It looked stylized, though. Mm -hmm. it, didn't, it did. It didn't look like testing graphics yeah. that I've seen. Because usually they'll do wireframes and like oh, that's grayscale right, right, right. Um, without much detail. But these had a decent amount of detail. Yeah. And it really reminded me there's a, a first-person shooter that was out a couple of years ago called 13 that had that same kind of comic booky effect. Mm -hmm. So that looked interesting. And they released, um, I'm not going to read through, there was a whole bunch of features on right. it. Right. But a couple of the highlights from the actual Champions Online, champions-online.com. Uh, so it says, the first true action MMO RPG. High-octane excitement. Champions Online delivers furious, fast-paced encounters previously reserved for action and fighting games. No more boring auto attacks and lengthy recharge times. Champions Online combat is instantaneous and electrifying. Brains required. Every enemy and superpowered <laughs> threat in Champions Online has its own unique abilities and combat specialties. Use your head or wind up dead. Like Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Be the hero you want to be. Now, City of Heroes has a lot of customization. Yeah, it's really the most does. customization I think I've ever seen in an MMO. Yeah. All the costume options. So, but this has total customization at your fingertips. Choose from hundreds of different costume pieces, colors, and body types to create your character's one-of-a-kind costume and look. 
there are billions of possible combinations, and in a universe brimming with the fantastic and the unforgettable, you can still be completely unique, which is pretty much like City Heroes. Right, I agree. But here's where they take it a step further. Mm -hmm. Your powers on your terms. Mm -hmm. There are a multitude of astonishing powers to choose from in Champions Online, and its flexible character creation system gives you total control over your hero's abilities. You can even pick the appearance of your powers. Do you want purple force fields? I want purple everything. (laughs) (laughs) Green fire blasts, jet black claws, and champions online, you decide. And a friend of ours has played the the old tabletop version. Mm -hmm. And he went through and explained about how you create your powers. Very complicated. Very. My eyes were rolling in my head. Um, Which clearly in a game, they can really make it a lot easier yeah. i saw in my head a way that you could do a couple slider bars right. and so Agreed. it's basically you have your what you you decide you kind of work backwards you decide ultimately what your what you want your power to be mm-hmm. to do to look like and then from there you start making some trade-offs of how powerful it's going to be right and the more powerful it is the more energy it takes yeah to use it and so you do all those trade-offs to fine-tune it, and then you end up with the power you wanted, and then customize the colors and all this other stuff. And it, you know, there's a whole, there was a bunch of steps, and it's much more complicated. But so no more, no cookie-cutter archetypes, no set power pools. It's like you custom define. I would imagine they're going to have templates. Well, and there's going to be limitations no matter what. You're not going to be able to get like every. Yeah, I want to be God on the server, and I can like create other characters whatever i want yeah no i don't think so i honestly i think the way that city of heroes has everything set up is pretty pretty good because you can get a super powerful character it's going to burn a lot of endurance you can get one that burns less endurance less powerful and does different things yeah so So, uh, like i said i'm sure they're gonna have templates they'll have something that'll look basically like the coh archetypes do i bet and that you could take that and then customize them they got to give Beginner, beginner, beginner is a starting point to work from. Agreed. There was one aspect of it that I thought was really intriguing. Here was the one that may be what you were thinking of. Keep your enemies close. Yeah. Every hero must have an arch enemy. Yes, that's the one that intrigued me. In Champions Online, you design your character's supreme adversary choosing a name, powers, and costume for a superpowered foe to bedevil your hero throughout his or her career. Very interesting. Very interesting. It could go a lot of different ways. It could get really ugly with the preteens running around, but I think <laughs> it could be really very creative with the older players and the people that actually put thought into yeah. it. How they might implement it. You know, mm-hmm. one thing we're thinking, one thing that comes to mind for me is having a Keldian, a Warshade, or a Peacebringer, and then you have the Void Stalkers that show up in missions every now yeah. and then. So I could see that your Archvillain's going to show up in missions every now and then, mm-hmm. or that in an ant like an after mission ambush. Right. Yeah. Take this yeah. to Smythe or you know whatever something is. Yeah. And then you can imagine they're going to probably you know progress in levels exactly how yeah. you do. So they're always going to be at the same. That level is interesting. As you. That that's a very intriguing yeah. aspect, I think. And I think that um, the whole aspect of the backgrounds, if they stay in that kind of comic booky 2D mm-hmm. thing, I mean, I like that the City of Heroes um, graphics are very real street scene kind of things, very immersive. Mm-hmm. But picture the screenshots that you could take with your hero. <laughs> yeah. The arch villain thing reminded me of something that I had wanted to see implemented, that I do want to see implemented in City of Heroes, that yeah. I thought would be interesting is. You have five costume slots. Right. I would like to see a secret identity slot. Yeah. Where it's a civilian looking costume. So you have all the basic, you know, plain clothes dressed people and it actually gives you a different name. Yeah. So it like automatically makes you like global hidden Mm -hmm. and you're a completely different, have a completely different name. Mm hmm. I guess it's really not very useful. It's more role play than anything. Yeah. But you <laughs> but also I just thought had, it'd be cool. But be you also to... had talked about, you know, and when you wanted to change into your superhero costume. Yeah, you gotta find a phone booth the or phone something. Phone booth or some kind of a summoning thing where, you know, you go into the phone booth or, mm-hmm. you know, you go into the bat cave or, you know, can't use that obviously, but something right. like that, which I thought was a was a really cute idea. I think that'd be a fun twist. It would be. And having, so that made me think of it, when you create your own villain. Yeah. 
Uh, and so one other thing about the world, uh, it says vast universe, endless exploration, the battle yeah. against evil in Champions Online rages across the world into outer space mm. <laughs> and alternate dimensions. Mm. No other MMOG offers players the chance to explore such diverse realms from the shining skyscrapers of Millennium City and the frozen wastes of Canada to the interstellar gladiatorial arena on the moon, the hidden underwater city of Lemuria, and the foul mystical dimension known as... Ready? Sound it out. Clipphotic. <laughs> so underwater is something a lot of people have been wanting well, in City of Heroes. I think it's kind of pandering to City of Heroes players because the thing, oh, yeah. the recurring things you hear about on the forums is, I want to be underwater. I right. want water tags. I want to be underwater. I want to be Aquaman. I want to be in space. Yeah. Right. And the other thing is they keep talking. People keep bringing up the moon um, stuff. Mm, the mm -hmm. moon station. I can't remember what it's called right now. But they keep bringing that up about going to the moon and having that. Yeah. So it's like, okay, let's just throw and, up two of the things that well, people have been screaming for on the and forums. And that's natural. I mean, yeah, so that's the that's... way Dark Age of Camelot was. A lot of people said, oh, Dark Age of Camelot is basically EverQuest fixed. Because <laughs> right. they went through all the forums. They scoured the forums, saw what yeah. people were bitching about, threw out all the stuff that people hated, added in a bunch of stuff people wanted. and. Mm -hmm created dark age of camelot yeah so it's natural to do that <laughs> it, i just think it's funny and it's kind of good for players because it's going to force and seize off to kind of match that yeah probably the only one thing though when it says you know the moon arena mm -hmm. that doesn't mean you're going to be bouncing on the moon yeah you're going to be in a dome yeah and the underwater and you're going to see so it's going to be like in being in the shadow shard or something yeah and underwater yeah i'm sure you're not going to be swimming yeah you're going to be in a dome we're Probably. not swimming and fighting. I mean, that would be really hard, I think, to do the mechanics of that. But that no, nothing. Never say yeah. nothing. Never say never, I guess. So it would be cool if they went all the way. Yeah. So that's something else that I would really like to see in City Heroes would be like vehicles that you can have, you know. Like the planes. Like yeah. the Wonder Woman plane or the Batmobile kind of mm -hmm. stuff. And then it would be a natural for being underwater. So. Right. One thing about the way this is set up is was the very first bullet point. For me, I think this could make or break the whole game. And it's the high-octane excitement, where it says Champion Online delivers furious, fast-paced encounters previously reserved for action and fighting games, no more boring auto-attacks and lengthy recharge times. Mm -hmm. Champions Online combat is instantaneous and electrifying. So this screams to me first-person twitchy, twitchy trigger play, finger. Which, which I won't do. A lot of people... It's kind of like, you know, a, a gen general thing to say is there's two kinds of people. There's FPS gamers and there's MMO gamers. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of crossover. But mm -hmm. a lot of people like the slower pace of MMOs. They like auto attacks. They like auto loot. You know, they don't like the twitchy gamers. And But, some, you know, a lot of people love the twitchy gaming. So yeah. that's where I think it could make or break it. I think it could really turn a lot of people off. Yeah. That, and it's just how the interface is implemented. Right. There's a couple other MMOs that are quote-unquote twitchy. I think, if I remember right, Dungeon Runners is like that, um, where it's basically you're clicking your attacks and there's no real reload times. And it's more of an active thing where there is no auto-firing. And um, it works pretty well. It doesn't feel too different. So a lot of it's... This reminds me of something that NCSoft is doing. They've been working on an MMO called X-Steel, okay. which is basically uh, giant fighting robots. I kind of remember hearing about that. Yeah, I, I remember it's been a while. Right. It was like last year I showed you a, a like demo lips. movie of it. Right, so, right. Yeah, so they're in urban settings, and mm -hmm. the cityscape looked a lot like Paragon. looked yeah. like you're going through King's Row or something. Mm -hmm. But you're in giant robots with all these different types of attacks, and it's... The twitchy gaming where your movement is, you know, very deliberate and you have to actually hit your attacks. You're like in mechas or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, you know, you, I'm, I, if I remember right, you salvage the, the people you defeat and can, you know, buy new parts for your robot. Right. And, all that. and so this play style sounds just like X-Steel. And, and when I looked at X-Steel, I'm like, ooh, battling robots looks cool, but that's really not my kind of game. Yeah. So we'll have to see. But, you know, it's the same thing that I said when they were talking about the Marvel Universe. It's going to take a hell of a lot to blast me out of City Heroes. Oh, yeah. Because I really love the game. Yeah. We are so entrenched in it. We are so invested in it. And we've it's creative enough for me 
mm-hmm. that I really enjoy. This yeah. does intrigue me, but right. you know, I I don't see me leaving City yeah. Heroes yeah. for another superhero game. Yeah. And it's uh, you know it's early development, so yeah. it's probably going to be a year before you start seeing beta tests. Yeah, a call for beta testers, and then yeah. they're going to test it for a year, and then they're going to release. So it's still way off. Yeah, they've got a long way to go to get my money, though. Yeah. So, so do you want to play a promo? Yeah. Before we get to comments. Yeah. Hey everybody, J.C. Hutchins here. You probably know me from the Seventh Son Trilogy, the most popular podcast novel series in history. But what you may not know is that I've launched a brand new show at my site, jchutchins.net. It's called the Ultra Creatives Interview Series. I'm chatting with some of the coolest, most brilliant writers, artists, film directors, and entrepreneurs in the social media scene, and you're going to love it. Now, this ain't hardcore 60-minute-style reporting, guys. I get ultra-creative personalities to unwind, take it easy, and talk about their worldview and their work. We're only a few episodes in right now, but I've already interviewed film director Patrick Lussier and screenwriter Matt Vane, award-winning rising star author Matt Wallace, Jeff Pulver, co-founder of Vonage and creator of Pulver TV, and Mer Lafferty, a trailblazing podcaster and author. Future guests include entrepreneur and Mahalo.com founder Jason Calacanis and professional blogger Laurel from laurel.wordpress.com. This is content you cannot miss, folks, and you're never going to know who's going to show up next. So if you're hungry to listen to some kicked-back, casual conversations with some of the most creative players on the net, check out my new Ultra Creatives interview series at jchutchins.net. We've got the trifecta. We've got comments. We've got iTunes review. Whee! And we've got voicemail. Huzzah! Awesome. All three Yay. fronts. <laughs> and no hate mail from the healer discussion. <laughs> I love you guys. Because I, again, flinch twitch. <laughs> right. Great information and feedback from the ones that I was allowed to see beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one is from Troy Hickman. What up, Troy? Comment on the website. Which goes, another great show, you two, chock full of info. Thanks. I tend to listen to your podcasts in the wee hours of the night, meaning the hours that I tend to wee, but never mind my incontinence <laughs> problems. And I find your voice is really soothing, unlike that awful Fran Drescher COH podcast. <laughs> I will I will fight yeah. the urge to do my Fran Drescher impression. <laughs> That's just for you, Troy. <laughs> Very cool idea about having a place where people can post pics of their characters. Mm -hmm. The message board idea didn't sound bad either, assuming there would be enough interest. Hey, I'd frequent it, and I'd even promise not to use it to cheaply plug my comics. (laughs) (laughs) Which I don't think we have plugged this comic. No, I don't think so. So I'm definitely going to put a link. Nice. (laughs) Anyway, keep up the exemplary work. There are plenty of us out here listening, and often you're the only thing acting as a wedge against our internet porn addiction. (laughs) You know, anything we can do. We're just fighting the good fight. (laughs) (laughs) Keeping keyboards clean since (laughs) October of 07. (laughs) Uh, About the posting pics, I have Uh implemented something. Yes. I don't know if it'll be the ultimate what we'll end up with, but I did find something that integrates into the website. Mm -hmm. So it's not a form. It is just a gallery. Mm -hmm. So right now you can go to cohpodcast.com slash characters. Character or characters? Plural. Characters. Okay. And it will show you there's one picture I've put up so far, but anybody can add their own, can upload their own images to it. You do have to register on our site, which is totally free. Um, you know, oh, yeah. you just pick a username. I'm not paying. You put in an email address. Promise we're never going to sell your address. We're oh, not going to spam you. Nothing like that. No, 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 no. Um, it's just how the you know software works for registering people. It keeps right. the spammers out. Sweet. And so once you do that on the actual, once you do the registration, I mean, on the actual characters page, I put a link. Mm-hmm. It says, you know, you can click here to add your own images. So you click there, it'll take you to the tab, 
and you hit the browse button, browse your hard drive, find the image picture you want, click OK, select which gallery it goes into. There's only one, so that's real easy, and hit submit, <laughs> and boom, it uploads. And it'll show up. And so awesome. the gallery, by default, it'll just show thumbnails of everybody's pictures. Cool. And then you can click on anyone you want to see the, you know, the bigger size. Right. And it'll also has a, you can click a button to do a slideshow. And it does little oh, cool. bubbly transitions and shows you. I have a question and a statement. Okay. What is the maximum file size, image size? It looks like our server has a two megabyte restriction okay. from our hosting company. All That's right. the way they set it up. So file can't be more than two megabytes. Now, a normal like screen capture mm -hmm. is way, way, way under that. A normal screen capture is like a couple hundred K. Oh, cool. So Nice. Yeah. And my comment to everybody is that we will be reviewing this. Mm -hmm. And so if there is anything inappropriate. Yes. Or if it's you know, www.goldfarms.com for you yeah. or something like that. Yeah, if we're seeing spam advertisements, if we're seeing, you know, even if it has a character, but there's a whole bunch of text that ad clearly yeah. advertises I mean, if you or... have a website for your, for your guild, I almost said guild, yeah. for your um, SG, that's yeah. fine. Just but not if, advertising products. Yeah, don't advertise product. Don't link to your favorite porn site, Troy. <laughs> 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 or, you know, anything like that. We're, this is just for, you know, us. Yeah. And, you know, you guys that want to post pictures, we don't want to turn it into some yucky, you know, porn-filled <laughs> gold farm fest. Yeah, or a family-friendly show. So. Yeah, and our son will be looking at this, I'm sure. So, you know, we got to keep it clean for the kids, for the kizzles, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, cool. So it's there, and so feel free to uh, hop in and upload some Very cool. character pics. The next comment is from Eldritch Fire. Hi. Just found your podcast about a week ago and wanted to say y'all are awesome. Aw. You too. He said y'all. I love y'all. <laughs> you know, growing up in Texas, y'all works for me. Right. <laughs> a little background. I've been playing for about two years. Cool. I'm not a hardcore gamer, but I do enjoy number crunching from time to time. Yeah. As a fellow casual gamer, it's great listening to y'all who don't <laughs> concentrate on being uber. Yeah, really. <laughs> okay, on to my comments. Okay. As a dark defender... I have a bit to say about the res power. Cool. It's a ranged AOE foe disorient. Oh. Ranged AOE foe, foe disorient. disorient. So you shouldn't have to worry much about aggro after using it. Nice. Unless, of course, there are a bunch of lieutenants, bosses, or AVs. Also, the res power is very useful for an opening move. Ooh. Opening so move. That would indicate to me that you don't have to some have somebody on your team dead to use it. Right. Yeah. I use it more for making my enemies helpless than resing defeated allies. Ooh. Also, being a kinetic defender, I have to say that it's not that hard to solo since most of the self buffs also debuff the enemy. Right. Just don't get overconfident or you might get caught with your pants down, <laughs> i.e. rushing a new mob right before Fulcrum Shift wore off. Gotcha. Yeah, that's really, I, I'm terrible at soloing because I always, because again, like I said last week, mm -hmm. I always build for like bumping up the buffs and the heals when I'm always teamed with family or friends. Right. So I tend to be on the weak side. Mm -hmm. I slot accuracies, but not a lot of damage. But that's really cool to know. Yeah. Because Fulcrum Shift, I can't wait to get it on my that's, little kin, my kinetic grab because yeah. it's epic from what I'm seeing. I haven't had it on one of my own characters, but I remember... Let's see. Going through the one Circle of Thorns train mission that's mm -hmm. really awesome to farm. Mm -hmm. And on a team with a controller and like some blasters and probably a couple scrappers, we didn't have a tank. Mm -hmm. And the controller's like, oh, no, dude, I can tank. It's cool. <laughs> We're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, yeah, I'll go, I'll go hurt. So he runs yeah. out and pisses off Everything. <laughs> like three groups. Mm -hmm. Trains them all over to us, hits the fulcrum shift, and then nails them. I don't even remember what holds they did on them. And mm -hmm. we just tore through them. Wow. It was amazing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was we, amazing. We were teaming with a Ken that had that. And it was just amazing how quickly you would just bring a mob to its knees. Mm -hmm. So, and like we've talked about, once we get my blaster and your empathy defender, mm -hmm. healer, rad to 50 we've been talking about your stone tank and yeah. my kinetics rad mm -hmm. which i kind of wish i had made her kinetics something else but i think rad will be good yeah 
Rad's a nice, powerful thing. <laughs> yeah, they run well together. Yeah, I just kind of wish it was like kinetic solution or something like that. But mm. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And she's too high for me to want to scrap and rebuild. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so that's really good info. Thank you for that. Yeah. And the last comment from the website, we do have a couple voicemails we'll get to in a second, is from Mental Maiden. Hi, Mental Maiden. Who also has a Dark Miasma comment. Oh, that cool. It sounds like it complements what we just heard and reinforces well, cool. what we just heard. So, Mental Maiden's comment is, Dark Miasma's Howling Night does not require an accuracy check, and it has a disorient, MAG-2, I believe. M-A-G-2, I believe. I'm not sure what that means. We're noobs. Or if it's a typo. We're noob casters. Um, <laughs> to help avoid aggro. So it's basically an auto-hit disorient that will uh, res every ally around. Nice. It's pretty awesome. A neat trick if you have a trick arrow defender slash controller. Say there are no baddies and everyone is dead on the team except you and your TA friend. Have them drop an oil slick. Target with your dark and hit Howling Twilight. Voila, res group with no enemies. This was shown to... What? Whoa. So you can target the oil slick itself as yeah. a bad guy? Yeah. This was shown to Bab on test when the new hammy was being tested. He was shocked and surprised as this was not known to work to the devs. <laughs> it's not an exploit, <laughs> nice. though, as the oil slick is targetable as an enemy so it can be lit. Wow. He seemed very impressed the players had discovered this. <laughs> that is very impressive. <laughs> wow. So, lots of That's Dark Defender really love here. Interesting. <laughs> There's some definite things to look at. So, if you can target it for that, does that mean you can target it for transfusion, too? Hmm. Oh. Oh. I don't know. Because we run with somebody that does TA. <laughs> we'll have to try. Doesn't he? Isn't his TA? Yeah. Yep. We may have. <laughs> I'm a little curious. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll remember long enough to do it. Right. To test it. Because <laughs> I've got something else I need to test still, too. Very interesting. Yeah, that's really interesting. As we said, there's a another review on iTunes. Yay! Which is so amazing. We have so much love this week. Yeah, and it's so short since the last episode, too. I know. <laughs> which is I'm remarkable. loving it. So the subject says, great podcast, guys. Keep it up by Black Mistletoe. As a fan of City of Heroes, this podcast is a must. Aww. Although I myself have been playing COH for three years now, primarily on the wow. Justice server. I find myself always lacking knowledge in one area or another. This podcast is a very helpful tool in learning about the many different archetypes, especially those you have rarely played or in some cases never played. With two fifties and five tunes in the thirties, I still enjoy wow. talking and listening to the opinions of others and how they play the game. Kudos, Chooch and Viv, and keep up the good work. And if you're ever on Justice, look me up. <laughs> Black Mistletoe. Aww. Oh, yeah. And when is the PvP episode coming? Ooh. <laughs> Viv gets twitchy in PvP. <laughs> it's so twitchy. I would love to do a PvP episode. Yeah. And you know what would be perfect? I think I do. Would be to have a guest. Yeah. Volunteers anyone? So if any of you out there are, you know, uh really passionate about PvP and mm -hmm. know your way around and everything. Drop us a note and we'll figure out a way to do um, do an interview. and That and, would be uh, very cool. Yeah, and talk about it. Yeah, because I think a lot of people are interested and we just don't know our way around mm -hmm. that. Because we, we stay We go the in, we side. get shivs, we... Run out. Jump into Warburg and get a nuke and... Yeah. Don't really do too much battling in there. Right. <laughs> we tend to try to avoid it. So I think Chooch does it out of respect for my twitchy nature in the <laughs> PvP zones. I don't know why it bothers me so much to get into like, and I did go in with a friend of ours one time to PvP zone and we did the whole mecha things. And so I did that for a while, but it just made me so twitchy to be fighting what could be, you know, 10 year old little boys, you know, and smacking them down and them smacking me down. So I don't know. It just gets me twitchy. But that would be great if somebody would call in. That would, that would really be awesome. Yeah. Finally, we have two voicemails. And we thank you for that comment, Black Mistletoe. Yes. That's very nice. Thank you so much. Yes. Very flattering. Voicemail number one goes thusly. Hey, guys. This is Nail Bunny. Just calling in to say the Virgin Worlds podcast collective thing is a great idea. 
I hope you guys can join. I love everything that Brent does over there and everyone else. I listen to podcasts. I don't even play the games, too, just because it's, you know, good stuff. Anyways, you can sponsor actual podcasts over there. And if you guys don't let me sponsor your podcast, I'm serious. I play villain, so I'm going to have to debuff you. Totally debuff. I know some good ones. Okay? Just saying. See ya. Bye-bye. Wow, that's yeah, I, I don't, don't want to be debuffed. I don't want to be debuffed either. <laughs> I have to get out my break freeze. <laughs> yeah, we uh we have we have made contact and right. we're we're working on some stuff. We yeah. haven't uh don't have any official announcements yet, but No, um, we're just at the beginning of the beginning of working out. So stuff. yeah, I've it's been checking just... out some of some of their podcasts. We've listened um, to a couple, yeah. Yeah, and really good stuff. Yeah. Really good stuff. They cover a lot of games and um the couple we listened to are really really high quality. Yeah. And, um that's a great resource. So I'll well, link again to for that, man. Please don't debuff us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the sponsorship thing means, but okay. <laughs> well, I guess we'll get more information later. I had seen one thing in there where they were saying that they kind of had a fun to like send podcasters to different conferences and stuff. Oh, yeah. Cool. And like buy equipment and do all kinds of stuff because the podcast thing is it's expensive it's yeah it's you yeah. know it's not free to do yeah um but it's so much fun that we don't yeah. mind doing it and so. the longer we do it the more we spend <laughs> yes <laughs> in the beginning it was like you know <sighs> just need two turntables and a microphone and now we're like oh we need this and we need that and yeah that's really cool well thanks for that and please it's don't fine. debuff us <laughs> i fear you <laughs> <laughs> and second voicemail mm-hmm. hey chooch and viv this is Dribbler calling from the Great White North. It's currently snowing outside, making me feel all warm and fuzzy being inside. Just finished listening to your guys' uh, what was it, episode 15? Ah, breaks my memory right now. Podcast. Um, I actually I, I flinched first like three minutes into it when uh, you guys said you had a specific comment on being a healer. I kind of didn't realize that when I sent in my comment, so felt kind of bad. I felt very chagrined that I sent in this bit thing about being buff and debuff when that really wasn't the point of the podcast. It was, you were trying to make a comment on healers. So, I apologize. I could have actually made more comments more constructive towards healing, but hey, say lovey. Um, but a few things I wanted to just comment on. Uh, you guys did a great episode, but you missed one specific thing I noticed was vigilance. The ability for the defender's Inherent power, all defenders have, that every time they're in a group, they're the larger the group or the more wounded their teammates are, they're, all their abilities costs have an endurance discount. And this is why I think defenders make great, well, it's just the healers, talking about healers, um, with that. Because, well, the, when controllers, they're spending all their time doing controls and their buffs. And when heals come around, they might not have the endurance that were required when like everyone's really getting hurt. But defenders will have the endurance discount the more wounded the other teammates are. So it gives them a great chance, and that's, that's fantastic. Without words. So, yeah, just, you missed that. Well, I don't know if you missed that, I don't know. But leaving that comment, and short little interest. Um, I didn't play the whatever's in Atlas, the wedding mission in Atlas right now. You guys commented, uh, Viv mentioned that there's fire tarantulas, and they farmed it for the fire tarantula badge. Um, to my knowledge, there is no fire tarantula badge. There's a toxic tarantula badge. Um, I didn't do the mission, so I have no idea if there's fire tarantulas or toxic tarantulas in there, um, but just making sure that's all. People don't go into there. If there is fire tarantulas in there, you can't farm them for a fire. There's no badge for them. Um, yeah, that's about it. Uh, you guys are doing a great job. Love listening to it. I listen to it at work as well. Best time, too. Keep up the great work and good hunting, heroes. Hey, Dribbler. Well, my first response to that is, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, fire tarantulas, toxic tarantulas. I have. I guess I haven't run enough, like, of the, I guess it's only arachnose missions that spawn right. the big spiders. So I haven't run enough of those. But as soon as he said it, I was like, oh, God. What a bonehead thing to <laughs> oh, say. Yeah. 
and totally right about vigilance. That was something that did, and yeah. Chooch and I just looked at each other and <laughs> like, went, oh. Our mouths opened up. How did we forget vigilance? We vigilance, but you're right. That is just an awesome, awesome, very yeah. important buff given to defenders. Now, a, a few episodes back, uh-huh. I did one episode where I went over right. each archetype. The inherent. And I, or, yeah, the power, the inherent power. Right. So I did mention it then, but, but we yeah. definitely should have brought we it up in this discussion. We definitely slept on that. So thank totally. you for that. Yeah. And, and please, no chagrin. No, 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 no chagrin. You know, I don't even remember how we, how we like said what our next topic was going to be. We may have said defenders. I'm not sure, but you know, your information was really good. Yeah, it was really helpful. You know, we, we thrive on the information because it, it makes us more on the ball Mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of like, like I just said, it makes us very aware of our dear moments. (laughs) The game is just so in depth. There's so many aspects. There's so many layers to it. We feel silly when we miss these things. But yeah. But, you know, we're human. I'm glad we got you guys to catch it. Totally. So thanks for that call. And I'm glad we can make your work day more enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly, if he wasn't, you know, listening to us, he'd be surfing porn at work. And according, then, to know, yeah, according to Troy. Yeah, <laughs> according to Troy. And then he'd get fired. <sighs> and he can tell his boss when he gets caught I mean, listening to us. Well, at least I'm not surfing porn. Right. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> So, yeah, there's that public service again. There you go. <laughs> We're helping you. <laughs> Should we make a new promo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> distracting people from our City of Heroes podcast, distracting people from porn since 2007. That's right. And I said October, <laughs> but I don't even really know if October is when we started. <laughs> yeah. That about wraps up. Our short news yeah. cast, which is nearing an hour. Oh, my God. We talk too much. <laughs> we clearly talk too much. Yeah, yeah. Meh. That's cool. I don't think anybody's going to complain. No, not yet anyways. <laughs> They'll just stop listening. <laughs> our numbers will news dive. So if mm. you do have any interest in talking with us on the PvP discussion, don't mm-hmm. know when we're going to do it. And... um haven't heard anything back about like the server meetup so i think that i'm mm. just gonna close we'll just... my eyes and do an eeny meeny miny mo and pick a server yeah and, and then, yeah a and we'll throw March. a dart at the calendar yeah. and pick a date and hopefully the kids won't be walking in front of it and get hurt <laughs> <laughs> so but if you would like to call in with a comment as we love to hear the comments um give us a call at 206-338-2911 or you can send an email to cohpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a comment on the website at cohpodcast.com. Yeah. <laughs> you always look at me like you think I'm going to say it wrong. So cute. <laughs> and we thank you guys for listening as always. Yeah. We love the feedback. It definitely, like I said, keeps us on our toes and give yeah. us a real little warm, fuzzy feeling. So thank you guys. Yeah. So I hope everybody has a great week. Yeah. Go out there and level up. Level up, heroes. Good hunting, heroes. This podcast, its hosts, and websites are not in any way affiliated with NCSoft, Cryptic Studios, or City of Heroes. All views expressed are solely of the hosts and their guests. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, share-alike license, which is explained in detail at cohpodcast.com. Good hunting, heroes.